Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 18th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We made it to the end of the week. I know everyone is happy about that. Another week closer to the NBA season. We got our schedule earlier this week. But today, we are going to conclude our look at the greatest teams in Magic history by discussing, I'll discuss, the great debate and revealing the, be- the number one team, according to our panel at Orlando Magic Daily, the best team in Magic history, and why I disagree with it. My number one team did not win. So we'll talk all about that on today's episode, and I'll talk also briefly about the uh, upcoming NBA 2K all-time teams and who should make the Magic's roster since we're talking about history anyway. But let's dive right in. I think when it comes to Magic history... There are, just like with the players, where there is a clear four, top four, really can't debate those four in, in T-Mac, Shaq, Dwight, and Penny. I think when it comes to Magic teams, there is a clear top four, too. The clear top four being 95, 96, 09, and 2010. Those are by far the four best teams in Magic history because they're also the only four teams that made the conference finals. Those are essentially the four teams that actually had a legitimate shot to win the championship. And two of them got the opportunity to win the championship in the NBA Finals. And so I think it's nice to rank all the 28 teams and discuss and talk about where they fit into the continuum of Magic history. And and I'll I'll draw some of that out, some of that out more uh, a little bit uh, this weekend on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'm planning to kind of recap the whole series that we did this week on there. I may address it again Monday. But when it comes to the very best team in Magic history, it is a wide-ranging debate. There is some recency bias involved, no doubt about it. But it is a really difficult debate to make because, in some sense, statistically, the 95 team is better. In some sense, statistically, the 09 team is better or the 2010 team is better. Record-wise, 96, 09, and 2010 are better by how far you advance in the finals. 09's the king because they actually won a finals game. By cultural impact, by, uh, by just what it meant to the franchise and really the effect it still has on the franchise, you got to go with 95. With the effect that the team had on the league. 95 and 09 had massive effects on the league. Uh, I would argue that the you can draw a straight line from the 2009 Magic to the Golden State Warriors that we're watching now. It, the Magic have had some good teams. They haven't won a championship, but they've had some truly impactful, meaningful teams to this, to, to, to this fan base and to the NBA at large. 
And so I want to preface this coming debate and really even preface the article that's that that will be up that's up on orlandomagicdaily.com probably by the time you listen to this by saying that all these teams are really good and that there are, is a legitimate debate for any of these four teams even the 96 team which i don't think it's talked enough about um didn't have Shaq for a good chunk of that year. Still won 59 games. Beat the 72-10 Bulls without Shaq early in the year. Were really hurt in that Chicago series where they got swept. Um, but they're all really good teams. And I would entertain and accept any argument for any person to say that any of the four teams are the best team in Magic history. I don't think... I don't think we need to fight about it so bad or, or think anyone is crazy for saying otherwise. But I think any list that has those four teams in any order is legitimate. Now, I'll admit the 96 team, I think, is the weakest case to be the number one team. That's why they're number four on my list. I do think 09, 2010, and 95 clearly outpace everyone else. And I think that that's a more clearer set as a top three. I do like to put the 96 team in there because I do think they're they're a little bit forgotten. So, how do we decide who takes the crown? Like I said, I, I think our voting panel has a little bit of recency bias. Um, we're, we're all youngish people, so I, I think the 95 team, a lot of that history's gotten lost on us. I think a lot of people have forgotten just how good Penny Hardaway was. And that's important because Penny Hardaway was really freaking good. I think a lot of us have forgotten just how fresh and how exciting it was to be playing deep into the playoffs. For my, you know, for my sake, for my case, I was six years old when the Magic went to the finals. The, the bits and pieces I remember from going to games and watching those games are really fragments. It's been a while since I've watched, you know, a lot of those teams. I, I, I've wa- I've gone back and watched the 95 semifinals when Nick Anderson stole the ball. I've seen game one again. I saw game six when the Magic came from behind to, to beat the Bulls. Um, I've watched game one of the 95 finals. It is important to remember these teams because, because that team was humongously impactful. The atmosphere in the arena was just astounding. And like it said in, in this magic moment, when, when they're describing the run to the front of the finals and kind of the quick ascendance of the magic, it felt like it was something that was inevitable and was going to last forever. It was just this massive, massive high. And the magic were literally, why not us? Why not now? They, they were, they were just on the ride of their lives. And it changed the culture of the city. And so I think most lists will disagree and have every right to and probably should disagree with who came in number one on our our list because it wasn't the 95 Magic. I think for most lists, the 95 Magic would come in number one. And the more I think about it, that cultural impact that team had makes it 
far worthy to be the number one team of all time. Yet, I can't argue with our list on Orlando Magic Daily and the list that our panel of, I think it was six voters, came up with. That the 95 team not only didn't finish first, but finished third. Because there were flaws with that 95 team. Flaws that maybe weren't as clear in 1995, but seem clearer now. I mean, we, we do impose different values on that team. And so, like I said, I think this list becomes fluid as different things become important, as history gains more context, as nostalgia weighs in. I think even who I have number one, even as I've had this discussion and even as I've been thinking about this, I'd probably change my vote. And even as I have the discussion I'm about to have now because my number one team did not end up number one, I think I might change my vote again. And that's what's good about this. It's fluid. I could run this poll again tomorrow and my vote would change. I could cover up my votes and vote again and my votes would change. I think some of the teams down at the bottom might stay pretty much the same. But the teams at the top, it's hard. These teams are really close and they're all really good. And we all have warm, fuzzy memories of them all. But I'm here to tell you why I think the 2009 team is the best team in Magic history. Even though that's not how I voted, and that's probably not how I feel, I'm gonna I'm here to make that argument today. The Orlando Magic in 2009, entering the 2009 season, so 2008-2009, we're riding really high. The 2008 season was a true breakthrough for the team and for the franchise. For the first time in 12 seasons, Orlando had won their division. They won the Southeast Division for the first time since... or won their division. It's the Atlantic Division when when Shaq was here, but it's the first time in 12 years since Shaq left that the Magic won their division. They won a championship. They hung a banner. I have a 2008 Southeast Division championship shirt. It meant that much to me. To say the Magic would have home court advantage, something they had not had in the playoffs since Shaq left, since uh, the, the lockout season. And they won a division title. Not only that, they beat the Raptors in five games, advancing out of the first round for the first time since Shaq left. It seemed like the Magic's long walk through the wilderness had finally paid off with something. Something tangible. And, you know, you, you if you've been to games a lot, and I know not everyone gets to go to games a lot, I remember going to the second round in 2009. I went to a second round game in 2009. I'd been to playoff games in the T-Mac era. And I remember walking into the into the Amway, Amway Arena at the time and thinking to myself, I forgot just how intense these second round games are. The intensity level was so, so high. It was like nothing... I mean, I'd experienced that before, but I had completely forgotten the feeling and intensity of those games, how every little thing mattered. And yeah, that's a feeling we'd like to have again here in Orlando. But it was a long time between that feeling. And so the Magic entered the 2009 season as a team everyone pegged as one on the rise. There were still doubters. There were still people that did not think the Magic's new brand of small ball could work at a high level. 
everyone saw Dwight Howard coming and and believed that he was a, a game changer and someone that would keep the Magic relevant. But no one really saw the team breaking through the way they did. And to me, what makes the 2009 team so special and so good was that they didn't have that inevitability. It wasn't certain that they would win. The 95 team, a lot of people thought that they were too young to be as good as they were, but the franchise was so young. Everyone just, it, to me, it just felt like, it, it. looking back on it, it just feels like it's this easy. It's supposed to be this easy. We're, we're near six of our franchise and we're about to win, we're about to win a championship. Why haven't why haven't you done that? Well, in those twelve years, I think Magic fan neuroses were still kind of neurotic like that. Like you know, why why aren't we here? Why aren't we at this level? And I think to some I mean, I, I have a theory that I think some Magic fans in that time period in, in the interregnum got a little bit spoiled because it was so easy. The 2009 trip to the finals was hard all the way through. I learned a lot about basketball that year, um, both because of great sites like Third Quarter Collapse, um, and the Bur- uh, the True Hoop, Net- True Hoop uh, and the burgeoning online scene, but also just watching that team play every game or, or listening to that team play every game and pouring over box scores and just realizing... The, the moment I realized that that team was good was when I'd watch a game and say, man, the Magic played really poorly tonight. That was not a good game. And yet they won by 12 points. They won by 8 or 9 points. They won fairly comfortably. The Magic had a lot of games like that. That was a really good team. But when push came to shove in the playoffs, they had to fight for everything. Down 2-1 to the Sixers. They needed Hito Turkoglu to bail them out with a three-pointer to make it a 2-2 series, win it, at, win game five at home, and then win game six without Dwight Howard. Game, se- game six in the second round against the Celtics. Dwight Howard put on one of the best performances of his career to make sure the Magic sent it back to Boston and kept their season alive. The whole Cleveland series was just shot for shot against the best player in the world. Playing, honestly, until the finals the last two years, last three years maybe, LeBron James had not played a better playoff series than the 2009 Eastern Conference Finals. If they were giving out an MVP for that series, I would still give it to LeBron James. He was incredible. And the Magic, of course, got to the finals had their opportunities, just could not close it out, could not finish it. They got a game in Game 3, but the Lakers were the better team. But that team had to overcome so much. Jameer Nelson, 58% effective field goal percentage, 14 points per game, clear-cut, no doubt, NBA All-Star that year. He goes down with a shoulder injury just before the break, and the Magic really didn't have a, a viable backup point guard. I mean, Anthony Johnson was good for the role that they had him in, but he could not start, and it was clear very early on after the Nelson injury that he could not start. And they somehow scrounged up Rafer Austin in a trade, and he got them to the finals. 
I don't know if there's another team that could have come together the way that team did to accomplish what they did. And maybe from a top-to-bottom talent perspective, the 95 team is better. Again, I am willing to hear and agree with that argument, quite frankly. I would... I don't know where I ranked it in, in my in my ballot. I don't have it up. But I would probably say the 95 team is my second best team in Magic history. And and I'd put 0-9-3. But that 0-9 team does have a very real stake and very real claim to the best team in Magic history. And I have no problem publishing and officially declaring the 2009 team the best team in Orlando Magic history because that ride was so special. It felt like the catharsis of 12 years of having to live in Shaq's shadow and Shaquille O'Neal's shadow was finally lifted. And it was just an enjoyable ride. It was a ride that I think the Magic fan base appreciated a lot more than the first time. The first time, we all assumed we'd be back. Again and again and again and again. That it wouldn't stop. I think the second time, fans knew just how special that ride was. And to me, that makes that season all the more special. I've been teasing it throughout here, saying my my second best team is 95, my third best team is 09. And actually, in fairness, our poll, the way I did the polling system, the top three teams all tied. So... I didn't put that in the in the post. I'll, I'll note that in my recap of the whole series. Our top three teams tied. And I would vote the 2010 team as the best team in Magic history. The 2010 team won 59 games, which is in a three-way tie for the for the bet, most wins in a regular season. They went 33-8 and eight over the final 41 games, swept through the first two rounds of the playoffs in dominant fashion. That Charlotte Horn, that that series against the Charlotte Bobcats was much closer than people give it credit for. It's it's actually funny. Um, I think it was two years ago. Two, I think it was two years ago. I was in the law. Lo- I was in the visiting locker room when uh when this I think it was the Celtics were in town, and Jameer Nelson and Gerald Wallace were were joking around after the game. And Jameer Nelson was talking about how the Magic destroyed the Bobcats that series. And Gerald Wallace was just kind of shaking his head and saying that games weren't weren't blowouts. I mean, it was we were we were close. I mean, it was a sweep, but but it was close. And like, I was sitting there and I I was a fan and watched all those games. And I and I was like, uh, Gerald, I was like, I was thinking to myself, Gerald, you were right. You're right. That that series was close. The Magic won. They clearly won that series. But those games were hard-fought games. But the Magic swept through it and then just blew out the Atlanta Hawks. That team was just simply dominant. I don't think there's been a Magic team that dominated more of the season than that team. And they could play any style that that anyone would play with Brandon Bass and Ryan Anderson off the bench. They were loaded at every position from Jameer Nelson to to Jason Williams coming off the bench to Vince Carter, Michael uh, Michael Petras, Matt Barnes. Marcin Gortat off the bench. That team was just a, was just stacked. And to me, the way they played, that the, just the way they played was so good. And they ran into the absolute wrong team and just could not make the plays they needed. The, the, the whole flaw of the 0-9 team 
as well as the 2010 team. And probably a good reason to say, oh, the 95 team is better for this reason. They needed a perimeter scorer. They needed a perimeter playmaker. Turkoglu filled that role in 09. Hito Turkoglu filled that role in 09. And it worked. They needed Vince Carter to be a 20-point-per-game guy again. And Vince just wanted to fit into the crowd, I think. And I think that was one of the problems with that Magic team at the end of the day when the chips went down. Because Vince Vince carried the Magic in Game 1. You lose Game 1 at home, it isn't great. But after Vince missed those two free throws in Game 2, he had two free throws to tie the game in Game 2 at home. And he missed those two free throws, and he just kind of shriveled after that. I, I don't have another word for it. And Vince has obviously recovered to have a great end to his career. But his days as a star were over, and you could kind of see see how much it affected him the rest of that series because he was a non-factor the rest of that series. That was the biggest series of, of his career, and unfortunately he didn't come through when the when his team needed him. He did a lot in that series, though. Game one was all him. No one else was playing well. It was all Vince Carter. Game two, he just couldn't make the big shot when the Magic needed it, and that ultimately cost the team huge. Going down 2-0 at home, I mean, the series wasn't over then, but it was it was on life support. But I would still say, statistically, just the way that they played, and maybe it's because I just watched every single game, and that was the first year that I that I actually covered the team for Orlando Magic Daily. Uh, that team, to me, um, is is my pick for the best team in Magic history. I want to hear what you have to say. Be sure to be sure to tweet at us at Locked On Magic as well as at O Magic Daily. Check out the article in our write ups up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'm going to have a little bit more on our poll. I'll, I'll review the methodology. I'll review the final results uh, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. So hold your hate, please. Don't at me yet. I'm going to explain myself a little bit, explain how I broke that tie between those top three teams. Essentially, I went by record as well as record was the first tiebreaker. So I I did value the regular season. Uh, And then the second tiebreaker was uh, how far they advanced in the playoffs, which is why the 2019 won the, won the, the, the award. So, that's that's our that's our list of the greatest teams in Magic history. Again, I want to hear your thoughts, so be sure to share them with us on the website at orlandomagicdaily.com as well as on Twitter at omagicdaily and at Locked On Magic. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is nine ninety-nine. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Let's move on then to the other big history project that's that's come around now. Um, after last week... Last week, uh, NBA, NBA 2K18 announced that they will be adding all-time teams for all 30 franchises to next year's edition, which is amazing. I love NBA 2K uh, and and the way that they present basketball history. Um, I love that they they bring back historical teams. I love that you can play as the 1995 Magic. It's one of my favorite teams to play as. 
I love that in my team, you get the ability to play as historic players. You can play as Magic Tracy McGrady. You can play as Magic Shaquille O'Neal. You can play as as multiple versions of Penny Hardaway. You can play as Dark as Magic Darko Milicic. I love I, I I love and I hate that Steve Francis is one of the better players that I that I use um, a lot in the game. So so I, I just love the way that they present. NBA history and make it really engaging to new fans so that, that you learn about players that you didn't know about before in, in some way. Um, I've learned about players on NBA 2K that I didn't know about before. Not in the Magic, because I know my Magic players pretty well. But just I, I love that way to interact with history. But the question that's that's asked to us now is, who makes up the Magic's all-time team? I built a 13-man roster on Orlando Magic Daily to predict who I think the Ma- who would make the Magic's team. Um, obviously, you got the big four, Penny, T-Mac, Shaq, Dwight. I think Dwight comes off the bench. I think fans want to play with Shaq. And while I would vote Dwight as the best player in Magic history, um, Dwight or Shaq as starting center, I think you're fine. So the big question left then is who starts at shooting guard and who starts at power forward? I think the obvious answer to shooting guard is Nick Anderson. Um, he's the Magic's best shooting guard, period. Um, unless you consider T-Mac a shooting guard, which I don't. Uh, but Nick Anderson, not just a fan favorite. He was a very productive player. Very good player for this team. Um, great shooter. Good rebounder for a guard, especially. Um, he would round, he, I think he would complement the players on the team between T-Mac, Shaq, and Penny. At power forward, your two options are Rashard Lewis and Horace Grant. I go with, I, I think our site, I, I kind of used our top 25 from last year. We did podcasts on those as well. Um, I would go with probably Rashard Lewis over Horace Grant. I think Rashard Lewis is very underrated in Magic history. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he did for the team. I think people want to talk about his contract too much, but I think as time moves on, so you know we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of the 2009 Finals team, uh, I think people are going to forget the contract and really talk about what Richard Lewis did to change the NBA. Um, he's going to be secretly one of the big influencers in the league. Kind of, I mean, who knows how? Who knows if we'll talk about those Suns teams? But the seven seconds or less Suns teams are going to be one of the most impactful teams in NBA history, and they did not win a title. But Richard Lewis, to me, both complements the rest of the team as a stretch four, but he is just a good player in his own right and a guy who can score himself. Filling out the bench. Is also is going to be the probably the more interesting thing. Who do you put as the backup point guard? Because I think the Magic have some good options at point guard. Jameer Nelson to me is the backup point guard, both for longevity's sake and because he was an All Star. I mean, he deserves it. He's an All Star. The third point guard, I like to the way I like to structure my teams. I do a twelve man. I did a thirteen man roster. Um, I usually like to have an extra point guard, a third point guard as well as one wing and then one extra big. Try to make them versatile, too. So I left out, uh, you know, third best center is probably Nikola Vucevic. I left Vucevic off the list here. But I would go Jameer Nelson as my backup point guard, and then I'd go Daryl Armstrong as my third point guard. I think it's a shame that NBA 2K has not added Daryl Armstrong as a playable Magic character yet. Um, they, I think they don't want to use all the best players in every team because they want to, you know, spread the love around a little bit. But I like Sam Vincent. I get it. He's 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 on a couple of their other historic rosters uh, with the Celtics and the Bulls. But Magic Sam Vincent over Daryl Armstrong, I mean, come on. 
We need to see a Daryl Armstrong in the game, NBA 2K. Ronnie, Ronnie 2K, I will ask you, make sure Daryl Armstrong is at least a my team card next year on NBA 2K18. Uh, really, please make sure that happens because Daryl Armstrong with the Orlando Magic, um, I did a whole podcast on him earlier this week, is just, he's the most beloved player in Magic history and he is just um, a, a great, I think he'd be a great video game player. High, probably have a high steals, can dunk. Who loved unloved guards that can dunk? Um, not a bad shooter either. Uh, he'd be he'd be fantastic in this video game, and I'd love to have him on there. Uh, I would have Dennis Scott as my backup shooting guard. Um, obviously, great three point shooter. Not more needs to be said about that. My two small forwards then are Hito Turkoglu and Grant Hill. Hito Turkoglu goes without saying. So important to that 2009 Finals run. Um, really unique player as a point forward. Uh, so you, you can do a lot with him. It has some versatility. Um, Grant Hill, although he did not play a lot for the Magic in his seven years in a Magic uniform because of those injuries, when he did play, he was actually very good. Um, I, I think people tend to forget just how good he is and good how good he was. Um, Grant Hill is, the uh, I think, the uh, reward player for co- finishing the Magic collection on, on NBA 2K17's My Team. Um, a good reward. He's definitely worth the blue card that he is. Um, but he is a really was a really, really good player, and I don't think gets the the attention and props that he deserves for uh, the way that he played. Um, my two power forwards, Horace Grant, that one's obvious. Uh, big, big, you know, one of the bigger players that the Magic have signed in free agency in their history. Um, really gave the Magic some good veteran leadership in 1995. And then finally, I snuck him on here, um, Bo Outlaw. I think that Bo Outlaw was a very impactful player in Magic history. Um, I would I would put him on that all-time Magic team as well. Overall, I think if you're buying NBA 2K18 at, just to play as the all-time Magic team, you're going to be playing as a very good team. This, this, this team is not only talented with some all-time great players in Shaq, Penny, and T-Mac, and Dwight Howard, but it also fits together really well. I love the shooting that you have with Anderson, Lewis, and McGrady if Hardaway and O'Neal have the ball. I love that you can just get out and run with that team because McGrady will run, Hardaway will run, Lewis will run, and young Shaq will run. I actually enjoy the the depth that that team has. Dwight coming off the bench is just is a steal because Magic, Dw- Magic Dwight Howard would have been a Hall of Famer. You know, I, I still think Dwight probably gets in the Hall of Fame, but um, certainly if he kept up what he did as a Magic player... It'd be no doubt. Uh, Turkoglu is an interesting player, uh, especially for a video game as a playmaker. Dennis Scott's such a great shooter. Um, you know, I, I think this is a team that 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 fans will want to play as that 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 you will want to play as the all-time Magic team. And so I think that's really exciting. I mean, I don't usually buy video games back to back, but I might be buying Two K eighteen this year just just to play as this team because this team is really good. That's, that's that's my opinion. I want to hear yours. I want to hear your opinion about everything. Drop us a line. You can send us a, send us a message on Twitter at OmagicDaily as well as at LockedOnMagic. I want to hear your argument for who your all-time team, who your all-time best Magic team is and who you think should be on the NBA 2K all-time team. I want to hear that all from you. So be sure to drop us a line at OmagicDaily as well as at LockedOnMagic. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on 
Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places that you can download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can also uh, uh, follow the podcast on Twitter, of course, at LockedOnMagic, as well as like us on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com as well as follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. Like us on Facebook at orlandomagicdaily. And while you're on Facebook, since I know you're all on there anyway, be sure to check out the Locked On Podcast Network. That's facebook.com slash lockedonpods. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all for listening and part- and participating and interacting in our all-time Magic Team series. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Make your arguments for the 95 team. Make your arguments for the 09 team. Make your arguments for whoever you want to make your argument for. I'm here to listen and engage, so feel free to drop me a line anytime, especially on a project like this. I, I-, I want to hear what the Magic fans think. Uh, and of course, the mailbag's always open if you have any questions about the Orlando Magic, just always at Omagic Daily as well as at Locked On Magic. That's going to do it for me this week. I want to thank you all again for listening. We'll be back again Monday with another episode of Locked On Magic. So for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow. I'll see you all again Monday, sorry, for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.